Welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. I'm your co-host, Seth Macy. And I'm your co-host, Aaron Manis. And this is part three of This or That. This or That. We're coming up with uh, some photography-related stuff, some mindset-related stuff. Sometimes it's more of a hypothetical this or that. I think we've, uh, especially with the mindset stuff, we've been uh, in this series, we've been trying to weigh in on when it uh, makes sense to put more value or weight towards focusing on one approach or the other. And the photography ones are uh, pretty straightforward. So uh, I've been uh, I've been enjoying this, uh, this series with you. We made a call at the end of part two that there was going to be a part three things come in threes as they say and uh, i think we'll wrap it up here and if people uh, want more of them uh you'll give the people what they want if not we'll continue on with the show with guests with other topics like we always do that's right uh this or that that or this let's get into it all right let's get a let's get a word from the sponsor and then we'll uh, we'll hop into it Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Tamron Americas, one of the leading manufacturers of high-performing lenses specially designed to cater to every photographer's unique needs. They have an impressive range of lenses available for Sony, Nikon, and Fujifilm mirrorless cameras, as well as Canon and Nikon DSLR mounts. Their commitment to delivering exceptional quality, performance, and value is truly commendable. Some of you may be wondering what Tamron lenses I have in my bag. I have the 24 to 70 millimeter high speed standard zoom lens, a personal favorite, the 100 to 400 millimeter ultra telephoto zoom, a 150 to 600 millimeter ultra telephoto zoom, a 18 to 400 millimeter all in one zoom, and a 28 to 75 millimeter standard zoom lens. Whether you're a seasoned professional or a passionate hobbyist, Tamron camera lenses are designed to exceed your expectations, and you can trust them to deliver cutting edge technology and superior craftsmanship. To explore their impressive lineup of lenses and discover the perfect match for your camera, head over to their website, which you can find in the episode description. Alternatively, you can visit your nearest photo retailer for a hands-on experience with Tamron lenses. All right, this or that. You got excited about one. Lay it on us. Yeah. You or do you want to, to save that one? Because you didn't tell me what it no, is. Let's, let's, let's get, get right into it. Let's get the let's get the listeners hooked. And you said I have to be honest. Well, when am I not, bud? Well, I, I think there's a, like a <laughs> ooh, I think there's like a this is a smarter answer and the way I should be, but I'm okay. not sure I always am. Uh, at least for me, I, right. I know it is true. All right, um, let's stop teasing. Okay. I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> to really listen and hear it. <laughs> We're building uh, up to be something. It's pretty just, it's, it's way more intense. Okay, go. Go, 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 go. My my grandmother always would say, close your eyes when you eat. And I'm like, why? It tastes like, so you good. Can t- you can taste it better. I was like, Have you ever right. been to, uh, I went to a restaurant. This is a huge digression here. <laughs> I went to a restaurant a couple of years ago where it's like you're simu- simulated blind. So it's oh. pitch black. You order before you go in. Interesting. And you have to find your utensils and puts a lot of perspective into what visually impaired people go through. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's also in the back of your mind, are they feeding me bugs? Are they feeding me bugs? Is there a hair in my food? Because <laughs> you yeah. can't see it. But uh, it was crazy. It was oh. crazy. The food tasted really good. And um, I made sure I stared directly at a light bulb after an hour. 
of being in the dark. Just kidding. No, I didn't. Very cool experience though. Anyways, that's interesting. Let's get into it. Go. All right, here we go. Uh, Contract or no contract? (laughs) Verbal handshake, verbal email. Here's the plan. Yeah. Let me write it all out on a contract and have it signed. I don't use contract all the time. No. Um, because maybe silly. I mean, you should, you should practice for the big game, but a lot of times there's, there's not a huge amount of money involved. A B it's somebody that I've worked with repeatedly without contracts. And it would almost be just insulting to be like, here's a contract so that I can trust you. (laughs) Essentially. You know, if I've worked with somebody who's routinely paid, I'm not too worried. And for me, and to a certain extent, I mean, emails are can be contractually binding. Mm-hmm. Just especially when there's keywords like agree to or upon delivery. Mm-hmm. That often suffices as a binding contract. And I know this because I've experienced it before legally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a plaintiff. Won't don't need to go into that. This is not legal advice. Of course, if you have a situation like that, always, always consult your uh, attorney. But I do know that there are certain ways that, uh, especially when emails are clearly laid out of what's expected on both parties, they can be binding. So Mm -hmm. I think with new clients and with contracts that are into the four figures or more, Mm -hmm. get a contract. I mean, even if it's, even if it's 300 bucks, I mean, practice how you, like I said, practice for the big game. Maybe I should be doing that more. Often I, I feel like it's going to take me $300 worth of my time to draw this up. Even with a temp, I guess even with a template, it doesn't, I don't know. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit stifled. I don't, I don't use it for low amounts of money and with people I've already worked with for larger amounts of money that I would hate to lose. And for people I don't trust because I naturally, I don't trust anybody. Um, I think we've talked about this in podcasts. Mm-hmm. Trust is earned. You don't start at trust level 100. You start at zero and you build it. Right. Yeah. That's when, you know, I'll use contracts otherwise. I knew it was going to be a good, good opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to get better at this and just be consistent. Um, for one, I feel like it shows a level of profession, professional at professionalism, professionalism. <laughs> Thank you. It's late, people. Jeez, <laughs> professional, <laughs> uh, professionalism. Yes, yeah, a level of that and vocabulary. Yes. Um, it does. I, I think if you have a nice template and you can whip over a contract, it shows that they're serious. It shows that they agree. It's just like a nice electronic handshake that like we're really doing this we're looking each other in the eye through this contract and we're we're going to make it happen um it's kind of peace of mind a lot of things can go wrong either way no one wants legal stuff or having to even come to that where you need that contract uh the best contracts are the ones that stay on the 
email and that's it or on your, on your computer and that's it. Um, however, I do think like there's, uh, I'm a bit opposite of Seth. Like someone gives their word, this stranger on the internet. And I am like, yeah, okay. Like, let's do this. I trust you. Right. So trust uh, is there to lose. Assume you're trusting right. me. Um, you know, like let's, let's just agree that this is what's happening. Um, so if you trust with new people is there to lose. Yeah, and I look is. at it as there's none there, and it's there to be built. That's interesting. It is. Um, Am I a cold-hearted cynic? No, <laughs> I'm a fool. <laughs> cold-hearted fool. No, I mean there's uh, something beautiful about that. There's something beautiful about you know going into every interaction with the idea that uh, I realize we're diverging from the topic yeah. here, but well, that's that. This is the topic. Yeah. I realized that, the, you know, that's really nice that you see the potential good in someone before they've even done anything to support that theory. I think that's an optimistic way of looking at the world. And I think, I don't know, maybe cue the who hurt you, who hurt you. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've, I know you know this, but like I know what people are capable of. Mm-hmm. Even the most charming, charismatic, often those people, more, more often those people. Yeah, I live that. <laughs> like I went through a horrible trusting situation that was not trusting. Um, but not to be cryptic about it. Uh, but yeah. And, and even still though, I, I do take people for their face value. Um, uh, you know, you hopefully have a somewhat of a read or you feel like, Oh, this is not something feels off here. Maybe I need a contract. Maybe I should at least get 50% down or whatever it is. Like you, you might just have a feeling on it. And when we're talking small money, it's it's a little bit different in feeling than a big contract for sure. You, um, so so that's that is a huge aspect of it. But I think just overall, in general, I ask the question because I'd like to be more professional overall and not as like a trust or don't trust thing. More like this is just the procedure, mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm a professional. I'm not like a yeah, just give me your photos for this or that. Like, no, like we're going to, let's do a contract. I don't care if it's for a hundred bucks. Like let's have a template, put it in there, sign it, send it back. Show me you're going to put in a little effort to even look at this contract and agree to it. Mm -hmm. That shows, that tells me a lot, you know? So, um, that's just a personal thing. Uh, I'm with you though. I don't, I don't do it all the time. Uh, I think emails sometimes serve enough. Uh, of it as like we agreed it's in writing you're going to create a problem here like you know so yeah that's the thing okay great yeah i like it i agree good start good start good start, start. are you, are you doubling go. up or am i uh am i going no, you know, i don't have enough to double up i don't have enough to double up all right this or that and when is uh when does it make more sense to have one or the other or put more value or weight on one or the other? All right. Mm-hmm. Fixed goals or fluid goals? Fluid. Okay, that was fast. That was fast. 
Yeah, uh, it's it's always it's always fluid. Just from experience and forty two years on this planet, it's always fluid. Uh, you know, what's life? Uh, everything else that happens while you're making plans, like it's you know, you can make as many plans as you want and have them fixed. Uh, I don't think that's a bad idea, but I think you have to understand that things are going to move and to be able to be fluid and flow and, and change and pivot. Um, and this can't you, sorry to interrupt you. Like you can feel that you finish your thought. Okay. Uh, just in the photography game for me in, in the last four years, I've, pivoted and changed my national photo league uh the the buffalo what was what was their name the uh, photo mafia i wonder if that's the photo mafia the uh we'll have like a small group of listeners that are like oh yeah shout out (laughs) uh mantis mood every week doing a a original podcast yeah i I must have gotten the idea for the podcast from you from that Maybe Sub- probably Sub- probably some sort of seed, but I I even finally yeah. Dude, look at this. No one can see it, but it's I'm gonna describe it. Okay. You're reaching for something. I bought. Oh a yeah, man- a mantis mood light. That Sign lights for your up. show for people who yeah. don't know what the mantis mood is. Aaron used to go on Instagram Live every Thursday. It was a Thursday, right? I feel like yeah. Every Thursday, and he would have a guest on, and mm-hmm. they would do a podcast or like a. It was an Instagram live, but it was like kind of yeah. in podcast style, and it was live, and it was unscripted, and it was awesome. I think oh, was dear. I a guest on one? Yeah, I was. I was a yeah. guest on one. I wish that was that could be unarchived to fit. It can be. That would be great. I have them somewhere. That would I be really great. Do. And uh, um, I think that's yeah. where I got the idea for the show from. And then you came on my show, and then here we are. Here we are. But crazy, pivoty, 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 pivoty. And now I'm doing podcasts. And um, yeah, but are those know, like, goals or changes of interest? And follow question: Do you think that ha- putting more attention to yeah, flu goals is the way to go. Fluid goals is the way to go. Do you think that leaves room for bargaining? Like, ah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. miss this goal, so let's let's change it a bit. Yeah, that Do might you know be a saying? fault. Yep, that might be a fault of mine. I I I think you could attest. I work. <laughs> I made a comment the other day to my best friend John. Uh, we were talking amongst friends, and we were watching a band and. It was a six-piece band. It was really cool. Um, they were good. But there's one guy that was playing like one bongo. And he was like half checked out for a couple songs. He was like checking his phone once. Uh, playing one bongo. There's a full drum set. There's a sax. There's like everything. Uh, six other pieces. And I was like, does this guy get paid one-sixth of this? Like, is that the deal? They're a band. Uh, and I was like, you know what? If I were going to do the bongos i would i would get after it i would get like a full <laughs> set i would have a gong i would have the splashy cute. thing that goes like, like i would get a harp like that the thing chimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would get that thing i would get sound pads i would be into it and he goes that's the least surprising thing i've ever heard 
because <laughs> that is a little bit of my mode. I I do work hard. I I don't I don't over I don't go nuts and overexert often or burn out too bad. But I I do like go after things. And the fault being, I am what I'm saying is I might just get after something for a while, but not say. I want to be here at this point or X, Y, or Z. I just work hard and say like, what do we need to do today? And what happens, what ends up happening usually for me, and maybe I could even level up here is like, if you keep doing the work day by day and like, what needs to happen today? What else do we need to do? What, what can we, how can we move forward? You look back, if you expand that timeline, you look back and you're like, holy shit, like, no expectations like this is even more enjoyable like look where we are two years later from where we were and i had no expectations all i did was work hard and like keep trying to grow day by day versus saying like i want to have a hundred thousand followers on instagram in a year all right they change the algorithm it flips and now now you can barely get a hundred likes per photo and you're like well fuck all right am i a failure did they do they fail me? Do they switch? Like, what's my goal? What's that mean? Uh, what does it even mean? Right. But what, so, what did I do? Is yeah. I posted every day. I started doing real, like whatever it is. Did I do the process? And did I grow in whatever way that. that happened? So the the process might be the same, but the the end prize is kind of like this revolving, potentially fluid, like, hey, you might get 100,000 followers or you might get that one business that noticed you and pays you $100,000. Like, mm-hmm. who, who knows where the roulette wheel is going to land or you might get nothing and you have to keep working for another year. Uh, but if you love it, you'll keep yeah. going. Yeah, so, yeah, you have more the way you're describing that and it's having more flexible and adaptable objectives. And as you said, focusing on the process rather than being overly fixated on definite specific outcomes. Yes. In my life, we've talked about this before. This, this sexy indifference we've talked about where my goals of like career are 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 in stone. Like I am, I'm a school counselor. That is my that is my job. That's what my taxes are. That's like where my living comes from. There's not a pressure, which works in both ways, but for me, works in a really nice way of like, hey, love this thing that you do as a passion, but don't don't put the pressure on where it ever it ever sours it because you're not reaching something or you're not getting somewhere. Just keep working on it and loving it and figuring out what you need to do day by day. That's enjoyable where you feel like you're growing, where the business is growing, where you're helping people, whatever it may be, like keep doing that. And to me, that is a more wholesome life. I think I can get a little, obsessive potentially or um, maybe bringing the potential of seriously burning out or seriously being miserable because I I do look high. I do look at like, wow, we could be here. And I wouldn't want to make a, a simple goal. I would want to make a really tough goal. And, and that's, there's something to be said for that. 
Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I do know like that with a very tough goal comes like a innate pressure, obviously, to be disciplined and to do things and to mm-hmm. whatnot. And again, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, however, like I have the background, I have the net of my career to be able to look at it in a little bit looser, more. I'm just going to. I'm going to be natural and work hard and and do as much as I possibly can, but stay very happy and sane. We'd like to take a brief break and mention one of the sponsors of today's episode, iStorage. iStorage is a company specializing in ultra-secure encrypted data storage solutions for businesses and individuals that prioritize data protection. If you're concerned about the security of your sensitive data and files, iStorage has you covered. The new DataShare Pro Plus C is the world's first and only encrypted flash drive pending the new FIPS 140-3 Level 3 scheme. It has a USB Type-C connector and a USB Type-C to A adapter and offers faster read and write speeds than their other flash drives with an impressive storage capacity of up to 512 gigabytes. We need that storage as photographers and videographers. Now you may be thinking, why is securing your data so crucial? Isn't an encrypted hard drive a little overkill? Well, unfortunate events of ransomware attacks and security breaches happen to thousands of people every single day. Do you really want to risk having all your important data and files held for ransom? With the new DataSure Pro Plus C, you can protect your valuable information and files from cyber attacks, ensure compliance with regulations, and keep a secure offline backup. Plus, in the unfortunate event of a ransomware attack, you'll have the ability to recover your data seamlessly. Another one of their products, the DataSure BT, offers all the same encryption levels and security you'd expect from iStorage, but without an onboard keypad. You can wirelessly unlock it by entering a 7 to 15 character password on your smartphone or by utilizing unlock options like Face ID. It's a perfect blend of convenience and security. So don't compromise when it comes to protecting your data and files. Remember, you think it will never happen to you until it does. Choose the DataShare Pro Plus C or the DataShare BT for unparalleled data security. You can visit iStorage's website and see these exact products we've talked about by clicking the link in the episode description. Use code ISPM15 for an additional 15% off your purchase. You know, having the ability to recognize that circumstances and priorities can and will change over time. Mm-hmm. Right. And For adjusting sure. your goals in response to new opportunities as they arise, mm-hmm. new challenges as they arise. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think with a fixed goal mindset, you have a clear vision of what you want to achieve and success and progress is driven by hitting concrete targets and milestones. And I personally, I love that. And I know you do too, to some extent. Um, prioritizing structure, planning, and staying on a predetermined path. Now where I think you and I both wander into the fluid goal mindset is, you know, we'll prioritize structure, plan, and stay on a predetermined path, and then a better 
opportunity or idea arises from that and you're like, let's go there instead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, nope, we're doing this. We said we were doing this. We're doing that. And I think it allows for having that level of adaptability allows for experimentation, whether it's with your photography or the podcast or a new business you've started. Right. Um, I think integrating that fluid mindset at a point along your fixed goal mindset avoids you failing to make room for adjustment or to adapt. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, those are those are all very nice points. Um, and and so like when if we're if we're gonna say when does one make more sense to put weight into than the other, right? I think, you know, um fixed goal mindset if you really need to set a clear path. Right? When um there's a need for a well-defined and, and linear path towards achieving a specific outcome. If you feel the need for focus and structure is there and you feel the need to measure progress along predetermined targets, if that gets you going, maybe put a little more weight into having a fixed goal mindset. Um, situations where results are tangible right um for example like rock climbing like hitting a a hit doing a v5 climb like that's a very tangible metric i think maybe having a fixed goal mindset of how to get there can be advantageous right it allows Mm -hmm. you to like make a plan a work plan towards achieving that within a given time frame and then more to what you're saying with a focus on fluid goal mindset. I think if you're in an industry or in a space where there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of evolving situations (laughs) like the photography world, like the social media world, where there's also a lot of paths you can go down, um, where, you know, circum, you mentioned, Algorithm changes and stuff like that. Circumstances are unpredictable. They're subject to change. I think a fluid goal mindset is valuable in that instance, right? And if you're someone who is um, able to handle stress well, I think, and quickly adapt and identify new opportunities, this is a great mindset to have. And uh, ultimately, I think... Being more fluid with your your planning of goals, like I think that caters to people who value hitting long term goals. You know, that require that flexibility, that require that level of adaptability over an extended period of time, because it's impossible for everything to go from A to B to C to D, just how you expected it, right? And having that type of mindset allows you to adjust your plans in response in real time to a changing situation and to in a good way move the goalposts for what's realistic and what makes more sense given the 
given life circumstances, given mm-hmm. market conditions, or given uh, you know the current the current lay of the land or the 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 new opportunities that have arisen from things that were unforeseen in the beginning. Yeah, just a a story from a friend. Um, they just had their Instagram locked down and shut down, and they don't know why. And it's a business. Um, they did. Uh, what's it called? It's like permanent jewelry. So you go to the place and they they give you a, a pretty bracelet or necklace, and they they bind the last lock. There's not like a clasp, so it's it's on you forever until it breaks. Whoa! Yeah. So it's like it's permanent jewelry, but it's a big craze. And they started this business, and it was doing awesome. And they had thousands of followers, and they put up all their stuff. They they really put all their eggs in the Instagram social media basket. And my hunch, honestly, is I feel like because the company's name was bonded, it got flagged for some reason, like some sort of right. You know, I, I don't I don't know. Like who knows. Uh, who knows vocabulary, whatever, uh, like bondage, bonding, whatever, use your imagination out there. Um, but gone and there's no one to talk to like there, you can't get answers from anyone. And it, it's very difficult to like figure that out. We've had a couple friends that had their pages locked down. Um, Ben Scar early on when he had like crazy growth, they like, paused him. Yeah. They paused him for a while. Said, whoa, 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 you're you're doing too well. (laughs) Yeah, something (laughs) happened. Um, so so the point being though is like we had although that's like a tragic moment and really frustrating, and I uh, shout outs to them for like rebranding and changing the name uh and and creating a new Instagram and starting over, but they're learning a, a valuable lesson here in in terms of like, well, maybe we have to collect emails versus be Instagram heavy. Uh, maybe we have to create a website, and a, a shop online, and and that's what we have to make. You know, put our put our eggs into that basket. Uh, and I, I said to her, like, you know, and I bet in five years you're going to be like, um, thank God that happened. Right, and I think that's an important lesson to learn with all goals and 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 just the way that you're going. The rug can get pulled out at any time, and sometimes, if you can, again, I say this all the time, but expand the expand the timeline from right now to the next five years, the next ten years, the next twenty years. You might look back at this like horrible quote unquote moment and. Go like wow that was the that was the catalyst that shifted our business and shifted the way we were headed into a much more efficient machine and now like look where we are because of that thing that happened back when so that's just my thought on that and and that's a that's a true story so Damn. yeah so go give them, I'm gonna give them a shout out. Go give them a follow. Statement is now their new permanent jewelry brand. Statement. S-T- the letter eight. S T eight. M E N T. Whoa! I had never heard of permanent jewelry. Well, now you have. That's crazy! Wow. So, anyways, that's a true story, uh, and just made me think of this question because, or you know, some of our talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never known. You have to be fluid and you have to like, you can't, what are you going to do? You got to sometimes move and, and 
and pivot and parry. And here we go. And let me say to this uh, story you've just told, you never know what you're going to learn in a day <laughs> just by having innocent conversations. You know, like I just, I just want to take a moment. That's such an endorsement for improving your social skills by talking to strangers. If you're pumping gas or if you're at the checkout, I mean, you never know what you're going to learn. I mean, now I know that there's permanent jewelry. I get that we talk every week, but it's just amazing what you can, what you can learn through, through social settings. So just wanted to yeah. take a minute to, there you go. to be a nerd there. Now you know. And now when, <laughs> when's your birthday? Now I know what I'm getting you. <laughs> An anklet. 14 carats solid gold anklet. <laughs> anklet. With a camera on it. Yeah. We'd have Perfect. some questions to answer. Perfect charm. Yep. Yep. All right. Amazing. Um, okay. All right. This one explores the mindset around handling risks and making decisions. So the question is when to have a risk taking mindset and when to have a risk avoidance mindset and the pros and cons of both. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Thanks. Damn. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I've changed a lot personally, I think in this, I mean, both ends of that spectrum, very risk avoidant growing up and now I'm more like, let's, let's go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And the old me catches up with me sometimes where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be rejected or I don't want to feel like the company is not pleased or whatever it is. Like I want to be safe with my edits. I want to be safe with my narrative for the video, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of like asking for support or asking for um, their their trust in me with a with a project, I will. I have no problem sending an email and asking and putting it all out there. Uh, with that said. I think there's there is a balance like risking risking your your own you know to get that shot like your own personal safety uh or your your gear safety or doing something a little bit risky in that sense I'm not sure any of that's worth it because at the end of the day I, I do believe like your health and well-being is number 1 in this whole game of life um so so there I play it a little bit more safe, but in terms of like the, the mental risks, I think that's what people struggle with the most is like the, the rejection or the feeling of I'm not good enough. Or if I hide from those opinions, uh, I will feel safe and protected, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself out there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's all the sports stuff, you know, if, uh, you'll miss uh, all the shots that you don't take. Yeah. Classic. Classic. You also, you also miss a hundred percent of the shots that you miss. (laughs) This is true. And this is true. This can be one of the downfalls. I mean, everyone just says, just go for it. Just go for it. And like, yeah, for sure. But I mean, 
potential failures and losses can be cataclysmic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They can be they can be very, very damaging. Um especially when overconfidence and impulsivity is involved, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. not properly calibrated and you're arrogant and you think you know more about something than you do, I think you can have a an impulsive decision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that can lead to a mistake that's hard to recover from. And so I think it's so important to you find ways to develop your, your judgment, right? And a way to slow down and consider potential consequences before taking a big jump. Not to the point where, you know, you're turning over every rock and trying to think about what could go wrong at every, every corner. I think that can be debilitating, but identifying real risks that can be harmful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, people who are naturally more anxiety and stress prone struggle with taking risks, right? Like operating in a, in a, uh, in a, you know, a sympathetic, with your, with your sympathetic nervous system activated, you know, that fight, flight, mm-hmm. freeze. Yep. You know, I think some people just don't thrive in that scenario, not because they can't or they're not built to, but because that, operating from that point hasn't been learned or trained. Um, And I think taking mass, I think you have to get that under control before you become comfortable taking uncomfortable risks, if that makes sense, right? The The pressure to succeed and the fear of failure can take its toll on someone's mental well-being if they haven't built up the mindset and framework to be able to handle that. Right? Yes. On the other hand though, I mean, taking those leaps of faith and those putting it all out there, as you said, I mean, that that's like the number one recipe for personal growth, right? You stretch mm-hmm. your wings, you stretch your boundaries, you venture into unknown territories you know, you, you innovate your approach, your, your photography, your skills, you, inc- you, you know, experimentation is encouraged by your close circle and by you, you know, you value thinking outside the box. I think, you know, the more opportunities you take with, you know, when you take calculated risks, I think that's the key word here. You open the door to so many more new opportunities that may not have been possible if you just kind of dithered and, and sat and, and, didn't make a move. You did, you know, inaction took over. I mean, we're talking career advancements, new ventures, um, new podcast sponsors, like new photography clients. Right. And I think you also, I think when there's a, a level of, ex, of respect and, uh, embracing risks, right. Mm-hmm. And, and having a level of humility to, what potential failure can foster and and bring, I think you grow your 
to the point that I was saying before about stress and anxiety, you grow that resilience and that level of adaptability to be able to function in that state where there's a lot on the line, right? And I think over time you can you can learn to bounce from setbacks more, right? Uh, it provides a, an arena for failure to happen, right? Which is where we learn and mm-hmm. which is where we also develop problem-solving skills. Yep. Right? So, I mean, that's kind of how I view the good and the bad of risk-taking mindsets. And I think it comes down to calculated risks, being humble about what can go wrong, taking your time to make decisions, but not being afraid to to uh, to get after it, to go after some things and and finding ways to exercise that muscle so that you can operate in that fight or flight in that fight or flight um, nervous system response because it can be stressful yeah. and if it's too stressful you're it's it's going to take over and you're you're not going to make moves i i think in any endeavor if you don't have skin in the game and that skin can be your ego it could be money it could be a a risk it could be you know, time away from your other job, uh, lost wages, whatever it is. If you don't have skin in the game, you're you're probably not risking quite enough. Now, there's a there's a level to that. There's a point where it's like, all right, this is too much to risk. But I feel like you got to take some chances that are costly. Um, uh, just because he's on the mind, Nooch is a great example of that with his progress with Goose. Like he. He did a ton in the beginning of risk taking and and trying to make a point. And I, I think that is just like a really good example of putting yourself out there and not expecting to walk away unscathed, either financially or maybe again ego like maybe someone says no you're not good enough or we don't want that no thank you nice try you know you spend five hours doing a video to try to impress someone uh for a a pitch and they go they just blow it off it's like ah okay Mm -hmm. that was a that was five hours of time like i'm not getting that back um however you went for it and that five hours of time if you just spent 30 minutes i guarantee they would have been like like not gonna happen but mm-hmm. maybe someone looked at it or you can use it in a different way. Uh, that's a different story. But I, I think you got to have some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. I think also, uh, again, it's like you look at someone that's successful and you feel like it looks really easy. Right. You know, that, that guy that does the V5 at the gym uh, and flies up it, I go, oh, I can do that. Like, I get it. And then it's like, oh no, whoa, this is impossible. Like right now for me, right. uh, but it, it looks easy, but you don't see the years or hours or training, all the stuff, all the falling on V4s, V3s, the injuries, the this, the that, oh, this and that, um, <laughs> that you you don't see that. You just see the end re- results of people like, oh, that guy has this, that guy has this, that guy has this. Um, you don't see all the the mess ups and the pivots and the failures and the uh, the risks that were taken. Um, every 
every company, every big startup company, Nike, the risk with Jordan and uh, Apple computers, like so many different things, um, so many different companies uh, taking that that risk, pushing the envelope and and reaping the rewards. But for yeah. everyone that makes it, there's the ones that don't. So it's that calculation and the and luck of the draw a bit, but also the consistency and keep trying. I think it was Chris Pieta who was on our show that just talked about the the time of he made the goal of sending out, I think it was a hundred or two hundred, don't quote me on it, but a hundred emails to companies a month. Mm-hmm. And just sort he's like, I knew if I could get three, three percent that would respond positively with an idea or um, uh, an acceptance of an idea, I then had a, a method that could get me three jobs per month. Right. Um, and I thought that was really telling like, oh, like we sometimes put all our focus on like this one company I want to work with, this one clothing apparel company I really want to work with. And that's all you do for the month versus like, think beyond and go like, I'm going to risk uh, maybe messing up my job with this company, but opening up possibilities with others and and really kind of going after it uh, at times, despite maybe getting 97 no's and three yeses, but those three yeses might be uh, game changers. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think if you're somebody listening who continually has the what if thought or if you say I feel stuck or I feel stagnant in my career or just in my in your lifestyle you're not taking enough chances yeah I think you need to hear that personally Uh, you know if those kinds of keywords are routinely popping up in your head right and and maybe a little bit too heavy on the the risk avoidance mindset and that's something to dig into you know why do i have fear of failure uh you know um and if so why um i think that's that's if, if you really break it down that's that's probably the number one thing holding someone back from taking a chance it's a fear of failure and there's so many reasons why you can be afraid of that maybe you care too much what people think mm-hmm. maybe you're afraid of what uh no the way getting you know rejected does to your mm-hmm. ego but uh you know feel that pain dig into it more you know like you can't you can't run away from that stuff and to be cliche if you don't you know you don't change your approach you don't change the way you think to expect that a different result is going to happen is 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 a fantasy, right? It's not mm-hmm. reality. So, wanting things to be different doesn't get you anywhere. Um, to end on a more positive note, though, I mean, like having a risk avoidance mindset. Talk about you know, even let's uh, let's let's talk about like personal like, you know personal finance. You know, if, if we didn't have risk avoidance, we would all our money and you know wouldn't have long-term planning for our future and wouldn't try to avoid risks and weigh it against rewards um you know we would be reckless with time money energy um 
And and there's something to be said for prioritizing stability and security. Yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. Like, of like course. You, you need that. You need a sense of comfort in that sense. You know, I know we talk about being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I mean, you need a sense of stability and security, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Right. You like, got to put your, your skin in the game, but not too much where you die. Like correct. You, you need to heal. Like if I, if I have a, if I have a video concept that I want to sell a, a, a big company, I have a camera that can do it. If I start telling Seth, like Seth, I need a, I need a red camera uh, to do this. That's a very expensive video camera, and I, I want, I want the nicest gear. Um, I'm gonna get two of those so I can get different angles. He's gonna be like, buddy, like you're, you're gonna be in the hole, fifteen grand, like just for this concept. Maybe try to sell the con- like. There, there comes a point where it's too much. And right. you're risk you're risking too much for one thing, um, versus risking a little, which would be my time and using the camera and and editing stuff I already have. But to get a company to agree with it, and then maybe they make a budget and they set me up with a crew, whatever it may be. Um, there's just ways that you can risk way too much and get yourself into big trouble. Like you said, catastrophic, mm-hmm. uh, or you said cataclysmic, which is nice to say also good word. Um, so there's, there's that sort of risk, you know, uh, aversion as well, uh, where right. you're, you're just, you're just being smart about it and not giving up too much for this one potential. Well said, man. Well said. Surprise, surprise. It's time for TPM artwork. Hashtag TPM artwork. This is, of course, where you can submit your photos to be featured as the cover art um, for episodes on Spotify because we can customize the artwork per uh, on an episode basis uh, on Spotify where we get to feature your artwork, talk about you a little bit. And uh, it's a fun way to, um, you know, include, uh, include you guys in the, in the podcast for episodes that just Aaron and I do together. Cause of course we use our guests photos for those particular episodes. But today in honor of Aaron, we got a wow. print man it's mantis underscore photography, but Cynthia Banduric underscore art photography has dropped this heater of a photo. Praying Manus, Aaron selected it. I introed it. Why'd you pick it? If you all know my handle, it's obvious that I'm going to be uh, partial to the Praying Mantis. People so, must think you have a man- like Praying Mantis obsession. No, but I did. Um, I did buy the egg sack once. Did I ever tell you this story? No. What? You can buy a Praying Mantis egg sack on Amazon. And it comes and it's attached to a twig like it would naturally. And you put it in a, in a tank a, a, or a big jar and you spray it with, you spritz it with water every day. And in like a month's time or two months time, you'll wake up and there'll be thousands of baby praying manti, manti, <laughs> thousands, manti, thousands and then you you release them into your garden for what purpose uh you know they eat the bugs eat the pests so you're playing insect god great (laughs) i did one time uh and here's the nobody opened an amazon package from aaron on his porch um, i kept one in in the in the big jar it was my pet um 
and I would, he would molt, he would like molt his skin and then turn wow. into a, a bigger mantis. I'm, I'm <laughs> talking, eventually it turned into you. That's what you're was, saying. Yeah. <laughs> you came from Amazon in a jar and somebody my spritzed son, you. My son started <laughs> from that mantis kit. And that's, that's right. That's who he is. Your son is baby mantis from Amazon. That's amazing. It was fun though. Know how I fed it? No. It's crazy. So there's, there were lights on outside on the porch and at night the bugs would like surround them and I would go like find a a little fly or a little moth and throw it into the (laughs) jar and it literally would eat and then it would grow and then it would molt and it would, it would do its whole thing. You're insane. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this is last week. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? You know what? Mantis underscore photography would be a good handle. It would be great. Be great. Beautiful photo, Cynthia. Amazing. Thanks for queuing up that story, inspiring that story. I've never heard that one. And that's <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. We're going to get your DNA part tested to see if you're actually part, part mantis. mantis. It had a sad ending because we had a big hurricane and we, I didn't have power for two weeks. So there goes my means of getting food. And you put your finger in, you're like, I love you so much. It just chomps your finger. Yeah. You could put little pieces of chicken in apparently, but oh. it just wasn't working. And they get their water through food, right? Yeah. <sighs> you could spray too, like in it. Yeah. They kill hummingbirds. So I've seen that. It's crazy. Savage. Savage. A lot talked about today. I think we got through three that we went deep. We did. And I think that's a capper to our this or that segment. That's it. That's that it. That is <laughs> this. <laughs> and this is that. That's right, man. That's so, it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, about uh I I'll uh, I'll be coming home soon. Um, talking to the future. We recorded this before I left for Manitoba, but I'll be coming home and uh, it'll have been a full month off September. I hadn't spoken with you over the podcast. So yeah, listen, be careful out there. Don't get eaten by a polar bear because then this (laughs) show will like, it'll be weird. Yeah. I do like, you know, I said it in the past and then if it happens, (laughs) you know, those things in uh, like TV shows where it's like, they make the joke. Uh, it's, post-mortem so i've been eaten by a bear and i like i'm speaking into the future here's what you need to yeah (laughs) here's what you need to do no please god no god no um no churchill wild is our guide so feeling pretty confident it's gonna be be great be a lot of fun man um i'm very jealous i'm not uh, i'm proud of you and happy for you i'm really excited to see what happens and and what you get from it and some of your personal stuff too um hopefully uh get some good photos and have a great time and hang out with Slater and, and yeah, Tomas. Uh, Slater Moore. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of all of it. Slater all Moore and Thomas Keck. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I brought them some TPM hats too. You'll be happy with me. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give those as gifts. Cool. Um, all right, man. Till next hey, time. Pleasure as always. Yes, sir. 